This podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. Be sure to stick around to the end of the episode to learn more about how you can join me for these live virtual events. Welcome to the Virtual Healing Circle with me, Jen Fable of LiveLifeUnbroken.com. And tonight I want to talk to you about the art of being selfish. We talk a lot about self-care, about putting ourselves first, but then we also have all these hang-ups about being selfish that keep us from actually looking after ourselves. And so tonight I want to give you a little bit more perspective on the art of being selfish and why this is such an important part of the journey. So why is this important? This is important because way too many of us are taught that being selfish is wrong or that it's bad, and that simply is not true. It's important because we talk about recharging our batteries, but how many of us actually know what that means or how to do it properly? And this is important because, frankly, without this information, burnout is really your only path forward. So I want to take a step back and talk about the word selfish, because that can be a very hot button item, a big trigger for a lot of people, especially women. And if you break it down into its component parts, if you look at it from a linguistic perspective, it's self and then the suffix ish. Now, if you were to go to the dictionary and you looked up the suffix ish, you would see that it means of or relating to or of being. It means somewhat. If I were to say that my shirt is gray-ish, you would know that it's gray, but it's not gray-gray. If I said that that wall is pink-ish, you would know that it's mostly pink, but it's not 100% pink. So the suffix-ish means that mostly, but not 100%. And so when we're talking about this idea of self-ish, what we mean is that we're mostly about the self, not all, but mostly about the self, and that's an important thing. So putting yourself first, taking care mostly of you while looking out for others is really what being selfish is meant to be. So let's talk about this idea of self first versus self only. Self only is toxic. Self only is pathological. Self only is problematic. If you are only thinking about yourself, yeah, that's a problem. Self-first means that you place yourself ahead of others, but you still consider the other people. If you're constantly putting everyone else's needs above your own, that's self-never. And that's not healthy at all. So we want to make sure that we are following self-ish means self-first. It means being mostly about yourself and still looking out for the people around you. And I want to talk about this idea of looking out for versus looking after. Because this is another thing we get wrong. If you want to inspire greatness in yourself and others, you need to learn how to put yourself first and look out for the people in your life. When you look after someone, you presuppose that they don't know how to do it themselves. Now, there are people in society who require you to look after them. Children, for example, they do not know how to look after themselves, so they do need your assistance. And oftentimes as adults, we attempt to look after people. And when we do that, we place them in a powerless position. We presuppose that they don't know what they're doing, and we take all the burden on ourselves for their journey. 
which means burnout is really the only option that we have. Looking out for someone means that we are aware of what's going on with them, but that they have to take responsibility. And the best example I can give of this, when I first started singing in the all-women's chorus that I'm a part of, my very first year going to competition, we would go to Syracuse, we'd all compete on stage, it was a big deal, and we'd obviously stay in rooms together. And I stayed in a room with four other ladies, one of whom was a severe epileptic woman who had never actually done anything independently in her 52 years on earth. This was her first step. And she was on fistfuls of tranquilizers and she was determined to go. And I have massive respect for her decision to come. And we had to have a conversation. I said, look, if you need someone to look after you, you're going to need to bring someone with you because I can't do that. I will look out for you, but I cannot look after you. Now, one of the ladies in my room did not follow that advice, so she attempted to look after this woman. And as a result, she felt taken advantage of, she felt burdened, and to this day she will tell you that it ruined her very first experience going to the regional competition. I will look out for you. I will make sure that you are taken care of. I will make sure that you are safe. And I cannot look after you. And this is a distinction that a lot of us get wrong in our life between adult relationships or even between parents and children once the kids grow up. There comes a point where they don't need to be looked after anymore and it becomes our job to recognize when they have hit that point and to switch our mentality. Because if you want to inspire greatness in yourself and others, you have to put yourself first and learn how to look out for people how to hold space for them to be able to figure it out themselves. As long as you look after them, you keep them victimized, you keep yourself burdened. So why all this talk about self-care? What is the point of self-care? Self-care is your input channel of energy. It is how you recharge your batteries. We are putting out energy all the time, right? I am working with people. I am doing things throughout the day where energy is being lost from my system because I'm expending it. Well, how do I bring energy in? How do I make sure that at the end of the day, I'm not in a deficit? That's what self-care is meant to be. Self-care is what keeps the space clear so you can find your intuition. Last week, we talked about this idea that a lot of times our intuition is clouded by all the noise in our head. Self-care is how we move that noise out of the way. And self-care is the key to the ignition of your internal guidance system. It is what activates it. Your internal guidance system, your intuition is always there. But if you're not turning the key, if you're not getting that engine going, if you're not putting gas in the tank, it's useless. So I want to talk about what self-care is not. Self-care does not mean you get your nails done once in a while or you treat yourself to massage. Maybe that's part of your self-care, and if self-care is something you only do every once in a while, you're going a long time between charging of your batteries. It's not really self-care. Self-care is not meant to be an event you put on your calendar. It's not meant to be something on your to-do list. And it is not the same thing as taking care of yourself. There is someone who just today posted on Facebook saying, I'm so proud of myself. I did self-care. I went to the dentist. That's not self-care. That's taking care of yourself. I guarantee going to the dentist does not charge your batteries. I mean, maybe. <laughs> and I doubt it. 
So what self-care actually is? Self-care is about finding ways to light up your soul as often as possible throughout your day. Going to the dentist likely does not light up your soul. Going for a massage, maybe it lights up your soul, maybe it's just a functionary thing. I know for me, getting a massage does not actually light up my soul. Self-care is meant to be about infusing joy into the mundane moments of your life. And sometimes when life is particularly lifey, self-care means simply asking the question, how can I make this suck less? If getting your nails done, if getting a facial lights up your soul, great, then it's self-care for you. And if it doesn't, then it's not self-care. And self-care is not meant to be this big thing that, okay, I got to block off the day, I have to take a day off work. That means that you're only getting a recharging of your batteries once every, what, most people get two weeks off a year, spread that over 52 weeks. That's not a lot of time to recharge. And then we wonder why we're always so tired, why we always feel so overwhelmed and burned out. Self-care is about finding ways to light up your soul. If the activity that you are doing does not light up your soul, it's not self-care for you. It's not recharging your batteries. Now, a few circles ago, we talked about the frequency of emotions and how the fact that wherever you find yourself most of the time, that becomes your resonance. So self-care is about infusing joy into the mundane. If it's about lighting up your soul, then self-care is about helping you move your frequency higher and changing your resonance. A lot of people asked after that circle, well, how do I actually begin this process? This is how. Self-care is the how of it. So what lights up your soul? Do you even know? Have you ever asked that question? I know in my one-on-one -on -one practice, I work with a lot of people and I ask what lights up your soul and I get a great big, uh, I don't know. So many of us don't even consider the question, let alone how to answer it. And so I am sharing, this is my personal list of things that light up my soul. So a good cup of Earl Grey tea lights up my soul. I love it, everything about it. Warm, fuzzy socks light up my soul. Stuffed animals, I may actually have one on my lap during circle, always lights up my soul. I'm expending energy to hold space for circle. I need something around me to light up my soul. I have fuzzy things all around my desk. A hot bath lights up my soul. Staring up at the stars or the clouds always lights up my soul. Taking a nap in the sunshine. I'm like a cat. Find a sunbeam, I'll stick my face in it and pass out. <laughs> Picking some flowers and putting them in a vase where I can see them lights up my soul. Snuggling with one of my critters. So we have got a bunch of cats and dogs and snuggling with one of them always lights up my soul. Nothing is nicer than hearing a cat purring right underneath your face. A good hot bowl of soup. Oh, lights up my soul. Sitting with my hands in the grass or having a good cry. Lights up my soul. Sitting by a fire, daydreaming. Cheese. Cheese lights up my soul. I don't care who you are. Cheese is delicious. Sitting near any kind of water. Blasting music on my headphones. Swearing lights up my soul. I, If I'm having a bad day, I will release a string of swear words and crack myself up. It always makes me laugh. And fresh strawberries and cream. That always lights up my soul. So learning how to infuse these little moments into your life is what self-care is really meant to be. So next time you're like, I think I'm doing self-care, just ask yourself, does this light up my soul? If it does, excellent. Keep it on your list. 
Now, looking at this list, you will see that there are things on here that can be fit into every moment of my day. Let's say I have to do something today that I don't want to do. And it's going to be one of those lifey days. And I just got to put on my big girl pants and do it. Well, how can I make it suck less? I can infuse some things that light up my soul. A day where, you know, life is a little lifey is no fun. A day where life is lifey and I'm drinking a good cup of tea and wearing fuzzy socks is always better. Learning how to infuse joy into your life, learning how to do things that light up your soul, that is what self-care is meant to be. Maybe that means getting a manicure. Maybe that means getting a massage. Personally, for me, getting a manicure is torture. <laughs> hey, you want to sit and have a stranger touch you for an hour and then sit and wait for paint to dry? No. <laughs> that is not self-care for me. It does not light up my soul. If it does for you, fantastic. But if it doesn't stop labeling this self-care, start to see the difference between taking care of yourself and self-care. Self-care is meant to light up your soul. So some key concepts to remember. Remember that if you want to live a life of joy, of expansion, of growth, being selfish is a necessity. Remember that the process of discovering what lights up your soul is in and of itself a noble and rewarding path, and it's one that few of us actually take. And remember that infusing joy into your life in little ways is the best way to create a life that you love so that you can shine your light so bright that you ignite the light in others. And as always, I want to remind you to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. If you have been taught that selfish means self only, then making the switch to understand that it really means self first is going to feel a little feely for some of you. And just decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. And that's always the decision that allows for expansion and growth and joy. And as always, if you have any questions about anything from tonight's Circular podcast or anything else, please know you can always reach out to me through my website at www.livelifeunbroken.com or through email or through social media. The thing that really lights up my soul is when I'm able to have my windows open and the fresh air coming in. So yes. right now I can't because it's just way too hot. But as much of the summer as I can, like unless it's super hot and humid like it is right now, even if it's quite warm, I'll have my windows open because I just, I love especially waking up in the morning and the fresh air. Um, but any time of day, a lot of times at Circle, I'll be sitting here and the windows open beside me. Just the smell of the fresh air, just in those moments, totally light up my soul. Do you want to learn more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time? If so, check out livelifeunbroken.com circle and join my free circle membership. Receive weekly reminders, bonus material and recaps, plus special offers, as well as access to my weekly virtual healing circles. If you're ready to leave behind the fears and limitations of the ego and step into the spiritual life you've long known is waiting for you, you're invited to join me, Jen Fable, for a soul-nourishing journey into the exploration of you, the universe, and all space in between. Take control of your spiritual journey to attain a new level of understanding and connection to yourself and the people in your life. During our time in Circle Together, I will share with you all the tips and tricks you need to make playing with energy fun, easy, and most of all, effective. Together, we'll learn how to cultivate our inner compass to enable us to walk our path with grace and ease. 
We'll open the space with a candle meditation, and after I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation, and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If your soul has been calling out to you and you're ready to tune in and listen, go to www.livelifeunbroken.com circle and register today for your Zoom access information. That's www.livelifeunbroken.com backslash circle C-I-R-C-L-E. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.